We are going to talk today about helping your kids find their passions or seeing the passions that your kids have and helping encourage those things. Welcome to Goat Homeschooling with Erin and Amanda. I'm Erin. And I'm Amanda. This is the podcast to encourage moms that have been at this homeschooling gig longer than five years and plan on sticking with it through the high school years. The long haulers, as we like to say. We want to help you have the greatest of all time homeschool that meets the needs of your family by encouraging you with real conversations on the issues that pop up as you've been in this homeschool lifestyle for years. So it'll be fun to try and see if there's people out there that need the encouragement and there's anything that we can do to help others as they get started on their journey. That'd be awesome. That's what we're here for. What are your initial thoughts when you hear someone talk about, you know, my kid's really passionate about X, Y, Z and putting that in a homeschool context? Like, what do you think about when you hear someone talking about their kids or you hear a student talking about their passions? I think about how I can make it work in our homeschool and how we can make it an educational thing. And I tend to beat it to death. (laughs) (laughs) You're passionate about this now. You'll be twice as passionate by the time. Right. Let's do all the things. Let's like watch (laughs) all the movies. Let's write all the papers. Let's go to all the the field trips. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who can we talk to that knows about this topic? (laughs) (laughs) Been there, done that. Yes. Yeah. I've got one kid that is super passionate about the ocean and all things oceanic and always has been. And so when he was really, really little, I watched him eat bugs and I thought that he would (laughs) be an entomologist. And then (laughs) he had a period where he really liked outer space. And so we read all the books about outer space and you can be an astronaut. Let's go visit NASA, you know, Uh all these things. But the latest for him is always the ocean that's continued on the older that he's gotten. And I, so I'm really trying hard not to beat it to death because it's, <laughs> it's really um, easy to do. And so when, when they're finding their passions, we have to like, be like a person on a first date, you know, you got to play cool. Don't get too excited. <laughs> right. Don't like, right. don't show all your cards all at once. Right. Just do a little sneaky sneaks. Right. And you've got mm-hmm. a couple that have some pretty big passions. And yes. so how have you yeah. refrained from going Oh goodness. <laughs> Well, you know, I think it's hard when you feel like your kids should be passionate about something you're passionate about Uh and, or like you really like it and you try and introduce those things, you know, like we tried nature journaling because, you know, I, I had a hiking group for a while and, um, I was like, yeah, we need to have these sweet nature journals. And I have a child that's very gifted artist. I'm like, you know, apply that to this, like put your passion over this way. And he just hated nature journaling. And so I would be frustrated. And, you know, that's what we're spending these first 20 minutes of our hike doing. And why aren't you doing it? And you're really good at drawing. And it was just not what he wanted to draw. So he just didn't. And he'd find sticks and you know, go shoot trees or something with his fake guns with the sticks. (laughs) So, you know, I've had to learn through those types of experiences where maybe I want to see their passions directed a certain way with our homeschool that they have their passions and they have their own ideas and agendas. And I really just, they will flourish in those things so much more and so much quicker if I back off on what my expectations are of what their passions should be. 
And I've seen great success with that. So, you know, my artist child, he uh, saved up his money and he bought a 3D printer and he does online resizing and everything to 3D print all these different things based on his interests in the video game Halo. And, you know, would I prefer (laughs) him 3D printing something besides Halo equipment? Probably, but he's so passionate about it. I support that completely because it's, you know, he's researching, he's uh, taking initiative. And those are things that you just, you can't teach someone to do that in a way that's going to be sticking with them if you're forcing it, you know? Right. You have to support them without going overboard with them and killing it. So there's, yeah. a, there's a delicate balance there that we have to kind of maintain. It's a tightrope, so to speak. And right. yeah, and I've experienced the same thing with my youngest with the ocean stuff, you know, like he would love to do all the things, but doing a little bit of time. Oh, my, one of my passions was genealogy and is genealogy. And I love mm-hmm. doing family research and I was never interested in history until I started doing my family tree and then I just took off with it. And I just absolutely adore diving into those things. And I could spend hours upon hours at the genealogy library, just digging for stuff and doing Mm -hmm. research. And so in putting that into our homeschool, one of my kids was, um, we did family history for our history lesson lessons one year. I think he was like nine or 10. And he really just like, I mean, it was like, okay, yeah, if there's a story, then that's great. Like we can talk about the story. Like when we're doing the math between the wedding day and when the first baby was born and, Mm -hmm. you know, and thinking about what kind of jobs they had and the era that they lived in and stuff like that. But actually that's like not the part that I'm interested in. I'm interested in like logging all of this and doing all the research and doing all the papers and having everything super neat and organized and color coding Mm -hmm. stuff. And that's not, (laughs) that's not his thing at all. And so I kind of killed it, you know, and you have to remember that it's their education and not yours. And so if there is Mm -hmm. something that they enjoy doing, like you were saying, do it in the way that they enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And it still counts. It still counts as part of their education. It just doesn't count for something that you necessarily and how you want to do it, but it still counts. Like as I'm, we're talking and I'm thinking it would be really remiss of us not to address the whole thing about what are our passions as homeschooling moms, because I feel like there's a common thread amongst us of being researcher types. Um, And we're very passionate about our children, which is why one of the reasons many of us choose to homeschool is we want to see our children flourish and so many of us do. We spend like all of our extra time. We're texting at night. Amanda, did you see this new book? You know, or this new Mm -hmm. things come out or, you know, this person that we really like in the homeschool community has this new resource. Have you heard about it or have you looked into it? So we're constantly doing our own research because we are passionate about education. And so many of us homeschool moms, like I love learning and I have a wide array of things that I could be very passionate about if I wasn't so much interested in so many other things, you know, (laughs) all these things that I'm just uh, dabbling in or have an interest in. So how do you manage your own passions as a homeschool mom and putting that focus in your homeschool? Or how do you also have passions outside of homeschooling that you pursue? Like you talked about genealogy as being one. Well, I've kind of tabled genealogy in some degree because I've done so much of it. I was trying to get to where all of my branches were at the 
immigrations and mm -hmm. I haven't been able to make it there because my family's been in the U.S. since like the 15th century or something. So <laughs> it's not super easy to find records that far back. And so that would be something super time consuming. But if I have someone else that shows interest to me that is interested in their own genealogy, then I can get them started on it. And so I do a lot of that. And so I'll have a little bit of time where I can set aside and, and talk to that person and get their deets, kind of start them off on their own tree, and then they take off with it. And I feel like, you know, planting that seed for someone else is pretty fulfilling and maybe even just as fulfilling as when I was doing it at the beginning of my genealogical journey. But there's, I have a lot of other passions now, like, and we certainly incorporate that into our mm -hmm. homeschool. And, you know, my youngest has some learning disabilities. And so buying a farm and owning animals mm, kind of incorporates yes, that, <laughs> incorporates, you know, where he, you know, he doesn't have to have occupational therapy anymore because he does farm chores. And mm -hmm. so listening to him cuss and grumble, not really cuss, but you know what I mean? Like grumbling, yes. um, carrying a bag of chicken feed yesterday, um, put a smile on my heart because <laughs> it's so good for him to motor plan all of those steps to pick up the bag, to figure out how to carry it a hundred yards or whatever. And mm -hmm you know, get it emptied into the, there's all these little steps and all these little nuances to it. Plus the relationship that he has with the animals and um, all of those are, have been huge growth opportunities and things that he's been wanting to do. He loves our animals, absolutely loves them. So it's good for all. That's something we can all have in common. Maybe that's something that we can do as homeschooling moms is find a common passion that we have that we can share with our kids that they feel just as passionate about and maybe work together on it, on it as a team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's all good, good information. I, um, we're building family cultures as we homeschool and as we do life with our kids. And I think it's so important. It's a give and take. You know, I think we're most truly alive when we are serving each other and loving each other and, and listening to each other and what, are, what we're passionate about so that we can encourage each other in those passions. Because when you're encouraged in that, then you never know what that passion may yield. Um, and it may not look like traditional quote success or, you know, up living up to the expectations that we had for certain children that we're raising. But if they can live inside of their passion um, and help other people or animals or, you know, um, making good in the world, I think we've done a, a good job <laughs> right. with our education and, you know, not really maybe the public schooly checklist of things that they needed to learn. Um, because how can you, I mean, it's just no comparison. Right. <laughs> really. What, what yeah. My doing. definition of success is not certainly not the traditional one. Um, I define right, that's what I was as, trying to say. Right. As, uh, <laughs> You're so much more concise. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, happy, healthy, and safe. And that's mm -hmm. it. You know, so if you are able to grow as a person, hopefully adopt a growth mindset, obviously those things umbrella a whole bunch of other things, but that's the gist of it. You know, so if they're happy, healthy, and safe in the life that they make for themselves, then I have nothing to complain about. That's all there is to it. That's the success yes. in my world. I, I don't know. I think the biggest thing for me is just when we're in the midst of hard seasons or it's January and we're kind of like 
feeling a little of the burnout, but then we're also looking ahead to the next school year. It's easy to forget about passions and go to our tasks, you know, and that's, I think the pull that I see a lot of homeschool families make and for myself as well, like being tied down to what is the public school doing? What does the transcript need to look like if they're going to go to college? And, you know, I have to remind myself, colleges want your money. So I don't think that there is a bad transcript. I mean, you just have to do different things to work around it, but ultimately they want your money. It's a, it's a for-profit business. So I'm not too worried about that, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but in the midst of the daily grind of our homeschools, I think just waking up and trying to maybe write it on your bathroom mirror, like what are our passions? And, you know, a lot of times we have to go back to why are we even doing this? Is it so that I can get three lessons of math done today and a lesson of science and then go to lunch and then get this lesson done? No, it cannot be the tool that you're using becomes the end all be all of your day. It's got to be a tool that you use at your discretion when it works for you. And if it's not working, go back to those passions. Like, all right, math is a struggle today. Maybe it's time for you to take a little Minecraft break. And why don't you go make something in Minecraft that we talked about in history? Okay. You know, who's not going to be excited about that? (laughs) Definitely think outside those boxes. And maybe January is a good time to, you know, you're talking about January where you're wanting to tick the boxes. But it might be a good time to talk to your kids about what do you want to learn? What do you want to learn next year? You know, as we're looking forward to the future and we're trying to make some plans, that's one thing that my kids always really enjoyed is when I included them in that Mm -hmm. process. You know, um, if do what kind of history do you want to learn? What what years? You know, like what part is it medieval? Is it, you know, Civil War? I had one kid. I just want to learn about Civil War all year long. That's it. I just want to know everything there is to know about the Civil War. Okay, well, let's look, let's dive into that. Do you want to, and mm-hmm. then continuing those questions, how about we watch a video on the Civil War today and maybe tomorrow we can read a book about the Civil War and, and when the interest changes that they feel like they've had their fill, that's okay too, because you're still, mm-hmm. doing, okay, what other things in history would you like to learn about? Maybe the women right. in, in the Civil War, what did the women do yeah. during that time period? How did they do their laundry? Right. Like, what did they do if they cut themselves? You know, how did they do first aid? Mm-hmm. You know, lots of those kinds of things that are different than now. Obviously, that's going to still be learning for that time period and keep things interesting. And but yeah, including mm-hmm. them in those conversations. And then that helps also to have those some of some of those passions come out, you know, where they can talk right. about what they really are interested in. And so if you have a kid that doesn't have any passions, because I hear that a lot. Well, my kid doesn't, isn't interested in anything. They don't want to do anything at all. Okay. Well, how about just talk to them about the small things that they enjoy and then, and then expand on that. Or watch, what are they doing when you're not instructing them? You know, when you're not giving them directions, where do they want to go spend their time? They want to be on the phone. Okay. Well, let's do the history of the telephone, you know, maybe how do you have that little thing in your hand that works and sends messages to your friends? Um, Another thing that I think is so important and something I toggle between doing well and not doing well is not looking at the whole picture of the year, like planning for a whole year, but planning for like six weeks on one week off or, you know, so that you're not bogged down in, we started this book back in July and we're not even halfway through and now it's February and you know, you're panicked because you're quote, not as far as you'd like, or, but you're behind, you know, where you want it to be. And it's like, at that point you have to look, well, why are we not doing this book as frequently as I intended to do? Is it because the kids hate it? I hate teaching it. Is it not really at their level? Do they need to go up more or do they need to like slow down? You know, what is it that's going on? 
And then maybe looking at like a six week chunk of time, like what do we want to learn in the six weeks? Because it's easier to measure success in smaller increments than it is to look at the whole year at like in J July and say, we're going to get this far. And then it's February or, you know, whatever. And you're looking at, we're not nearly where we wanted, but if it was something, a little chunk of time, it's a little bit easier to quantify. Okay. We are making progress. You know, yeah. we did get through this stuff um, or maybe picking smaller books to read or smaller curriculum. That's not, you know, 180 lessons. Maybe you do unit studies if it works better for your family. Like there's so many options and ways that you can look about schooling your children or educating or teaching and making time for those passions. Another thing I've done before is using Fridays or Mondays, you know, whatever day of the week works for your schedule. There's nothing planned book-wise. The intention is that you're going to learn. It's maybe a catch-up day or, you know, there's that built-in time for maybe it's every afternoon you're done by two. And from that moment on, they're free to pursue passions. There's a lot of ways right. to look at it. There was a something where there was this boy that one day a week they spent entirely outside like they would go into the woods they had to do like all their meals they did everything outside and then it was something that became a passion for him like at first it was like mom's just saying get out of my hair but then <laughs> eventually it was something that he really adopted as something that he loved and looked forward to and i forget who that guy was but you're talking I'm about intrigued. this thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up and let you know yeah. who it is. But, um, you know, doing things like that where you have, a, and it's consistent, and that can mm -hmm. become a tradition. You know, we do our co-op on Fridays. And so our, our mornings on Fridays are cleaning the house <laughs> because people <laughs> yes. come to our house for our co-op. But it's, it's still good for the kids. And, um, and they don't have book work. Like it's the same mm -hmm. thing. We, they still don't have book work. You know, we have our co-op, but it's mostly like discussion and projects and, you know, videos and still time with friends. And um, so it doesn't need to be book work just because you're got your face right. book doesn't mean that you're, it's not everything, you know? Mm -hmm. So It's always encouraging to sit and process and think through what we've done before and did work or didn't work after doing this for so long, because even now I still sometimes get hung up on, our scheduling or what's working. And, you know, I just, right. uh, I'm always readjusting. I feel like every year is different and semester to semester is different and different seasons of things that are happening in your family outside of schooling changes things up. So I think the most important thing when pursuing homeschooling and following passions and allowing that freedom for your children to be able to do that, because I mean, hello, that's why we're not at school for seven, eight hours a day. You know, we have the time. How are we using it and being good stewards of that with our kids? Because, you know, of all the people in the world who are being educated, the ones that are doing it at home have more free time or should, I think, yeah, have absolutely. more free time to pursue the things that they truly love. I that's remember another episode, <laughs> homeschooling versus public schooling at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I remember begging my mom, like, I can just do as much of the schoolwork in two hours at home by myself. And then I can just have the rest of the day to read. You know, that was important to me. And it still is important to me to have the rest of the day to read, but <laughs> that's my passion. And I think that now I'm seeing that fruit of my passion in the time that I spent after school reading. And now I'm reading all the things on how to homeschool my kids, what books are out there and history. And it's fantastic. I always love the novelty of books but I didn't always read them all, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I could just yes. lay around with a bunch of books and, you know, like reference 
books uh-huh. and then I can go refer to it and look up what I need to look up and then get the heck out of there and go do what I want to go do. And I'm currently reading like 40 books <laughs> <laughs> halfway through about all of them. <laughs> Marie Kondo, eat your heart out. Yeah. There was a thing yes. that was in my Facebook memories the other day that Marie Kondo said, you shouldn't have any more than like 30 books in your house. And mm-hmm. like I, I had shared it and said, you know, that you have 30 books per year per kid for just for homeschooling. <laughs> like that's not yeah. even, that doesn't even come close. There's no way. Yeah. Book clutter sparks joy, Marie. So right. <laughs> exactly. A stack of books is nourishing to my soul. It just is. <laughs> it's much, much needed for sure. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys have um, heard anything that's sparked joy for you on this homeschooling journey, let us know. You can leave a comment on our Facebook page, Goat Homeschooling with Erin and Amanda, or on our Instagram page under the same name. And you can also email us at goathomeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. All right, we'll see you next time or hear you next time. (laughs) Thanks for listening today. We hope you'll subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to suggest topics for us to discuss, or if you have any questions, find us at Goat Homeschooling on Facebook, on Instagram at Goat Homeschool, and email us at goathomeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.